Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs. This is a very special episode of Locked on Wolfpack because this is the first one that will go up on YouTube. That's right, folks. From now on, we're doing the YouTube thing, so you'll be seeing a lot more of this very beautiful face of mine. But with that being said, it's not about me or my very pretty face. It's about the Wolfpack. And today, we're going to be talking about former Wolfpack players, particularly those who have entered their names into the NFL draft this year, where they could go, their ceiling, their floor, and some teams that I think would be uh, pretty good fits for them. So stick around. We'll check out all that more on today's episode of Locked on Wolfpack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Alrighty, now before we get into it, today's episode is brought to you by the great folks over at Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way that you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funky props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. Now, we're going to go in order of guys who are predicted to go the earliest as well, uh, or guys who are predicted to go the earliest to guys who are predicted to go later in the draft or possibly undrafted. Now, with that being said, um, at the moment, I want to say we've got uh, one, two, three, four, five guys, five who are in the draft. Um, Big Ick, obviously, Ikamakwanu is the the big name uh, on the team. Zonovan Bam Knight is next. And then you've got Emeka Amezi, Ricky Person, and Vi Jones, all guys who, who are um, in the draft. And so we're going to go through these, like I said, guys who expect to go earliest to guys who expect to go latest. And I don't think you can go any earlier or much earlier, rather, than where most folks are predicting uh, Big Ick to go. He is being seen as early as number one pick for some, but the absolute latest I've seen him go is about 15. I don't think he'll make it that deep to 15. And let me tell you why. Big Ick, through this draft process, has shown that he is much more than a mauler in the running game. He has exceptionally long arms that, you know, the, the NFL scouts drool over, as well as the, the menacing, powerful punch and all that good stuff. And, of course, he has things he needs to work on, but guess what? So does every rookie. I, I, don't, I don't know any rookie that comes in uh, fully polished, fully ready to go, 100% ready to be a, a, a uh, pro bowl guy or all pro guy right away. It's not common. Um, and even the guys that do still have things that they can get better at. So with that being said, uh, Big Ick is, is a guy that's being touted as possibly being a number one pick. And it's so interesting to me because um, this is a situation where a lot of people are expecting a lot of different things and saying, well, you know, it, it'd be very wise for the Jaguars to take an edge rusher. I'm going to tell you something. Their Josh Allen is a stud. He's a baller. Getting him some help, getting him a guy on the other side who is just as capable as he is would definitely be a good idea. But with that being said, I don't quite understand the idea that it would be dumb for them to take Big Egg. And let me tell you why. When you draft a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence, you're drafting a Maserati. 
you don't want a Maserati running in a relay with a bunch of Ford Fusions. No disrespect to to Ford Fusions, but they're just not of the same quality, of the same performance. They're not there. And so with a player like Trevor Lawrence, we saw it with Joe Burrow and this the the Bengals team last year had not just relative health. They had amazing health. This wasn't a situation where this is the normal year that you can expect as far as players' injuries and all that. They were exceptionally healthy, the type of health that I don't think that you can repeat and count on constantly, especially when your quarterback is taking the type of hits that he was. But with that being said, they're the exception in that drafting the wide receiver has seemed to work out for them. For the most part, if you look over the history of the NFL, the biggest and best weapon that you can give uh, really good quarterbacks is not a guy they can throw the ball to. It is offensive linemen who are going to protect them, who are going to make them look good, who are going to give them all day and tomorrow to make a sandwich back there. That's going to be the best version of them. That, at the end of the day, is going to be the best version of them. There is not a world in which uh, you can look at you can look at, again, what the Bengals did this year where their quarterback is sacked at a ridiculous amount of times and say, that's sustainable. That makes sense. We can let our quarterback do that. Again, Joe Burrow's rookie season ended how? Because he tore his ACL. So uh, the reality is to, to avoid that with Trevor Lawrence, again, the Jaguars need everything. So it's, it wouldn't be a surprise if they take one of the edge rushers. I'd be surprised if they pick the uh, the – um, the gentleman out of Georgia, I want to say his name is Trayvon Walker. I'd be surprised if they picked Trayvon Walker. That would be a little bit of a surprise, but either one of the edge rushers, I mean, not really. I wouldn't be crazy shocked uh, to see either uh, Hutchison or Thibodeau go there. But here's where I say, all right, if those two don't pick him up, this is where he needs to go. Houston Texans, they're in for a long rebuild, period. They're not – this Houston Texans team is not – like, oh, they'll be okay, and, and, you know, they're just one piece away from being a really good t- – they're not. They're not. And so if you're going to build a team from the ground up, you should build them from the inside out, not the outside in, because the further outside they are, the harder it is for them to impact the game. And with that being said, um, the next team, number four, you have the Jets. I mean, Zach Wilson. Makai Becton was good. Icky could play either one, either tackle, left or right. So with a, a force of tackles like uh, Makai Becton and, and Big Ick, you're in good territory. You're in good territory there as far as your offensive line goes. And then you've got the uh, New York Giants following right behind them. Again, anybody who tells you that the uh, New York Giants tackles could block their way out of a paper bag, I would ask them to show me empirical evidence of such. The Panthers, is it possible that he stays in Carolina? Absolutely. Outside of Taylor Moten, I don't think that they have anything that is astoundingly good going on on their offensive line to where this pick would not make sense. And um, so you've got the Giants after that. Again, I mean, same thing applies for the Giants, I said, the first time around. And with the Falcons, Seahawks, and Jets, again, I already talked about the Jets, Falcons, and Seahawks. Both teams are in for uh, fairly long-term rebuilds. That's just the reality. Neither one of those teams are looking to compete right away, so neither one of those teams should be uh, going out to pick up – neither one of those teams should be going out to pick up flashy weapons 
for who? Marcus Mariota is, I, I mean, I don't think that he's going to be or he's expected to be the franchise guy uh, for Atlanta. The Seattle Seahawks, same deal with Drew Locke. Not, not really expecting that to, not really expecting him to be the guy of the future, to be the guy of the next 10 years of that franchise. So again, those are, I don't see him going past those picks, but anything is possible. Even if he does go past all those places, I I cannot see a world where uh, he falls beyond the Eagles at 15, which is the absolute floor where most folks are predicting him to get drafted. The next player up is Bam Knight. Now, let me tell you the interesting thing about Bam, okay? When I talk about it, extremely physical, long arms, he is, his pass blocking may need a little bit of work as far as his uh, vertical sets go, but even with that, you know, there, there aren't too many holes in his game. When I look at Bam Knight, I say the same thing. There aren't a lot of holes in his game. There aren't a lot of things that you look at from him and you say, I want to see more of this out of my running back than he brings in. He's a jack of all trades. He does a few things really, really well. Uh, but for the most part, he does everything well. He does everything good. He does everything good enough. Now, that may be problematic for certain schemes, but the reality is Bam Knight is cursed by the fact that he is in the modern NFL where running backs have been greatly, greatly, greatly devalued. So a guy like him, he comes in and makes your special teams better right away. If you don't already have a very good kick or punt return, <clears throat> you do not. And with that being said, you also have a running back that is a three-down back that can do a little bit of everything. But, the the again, the question uh, with, with Bam becomes very simply, how much do you value a running back? And with Bam Knight, I mean, he doesn't have – he doesn't have like crazy blazing speed or anything like that. And, and he isn't a guy that um, he isn't a guy that is going to uh, be an absolute bulldozer that can that can just, you know, any anytime you need two to three yards, um, that's that's where he's going to be. But with that being said, I mean, he's he's got the size He's got the speed. He's got everything that you need. Again, he's not a blazer top-end speed-wise to where, oh, if he's even, he's leaving. But he's got a little bit of everything. Of course, we, you know, some folks say, well, when you say he has a little bit of everything, are you talking about the ability to uh, be a pass catcher at a high level? I'm going to tell you this. If you look at Alvin Kamara in college, you did not see a guy who – oh, yeah, I know right away he's going to make a team's passing game better. And yet look at what he's been uh, for the Saints, right? So there's that. Now, the the injury history will give some teams some pause, and that's a reality there. But with that being said, I mean, again, he does everything well, and I'll tell you this much. He has not been a great blocker, but he's been a willing blocker. And in the NFL, that's kind of all you need. Show up and be willing. And if you if you are a professional, if you go about your work like a professional, and you take your craft seriously, you can work your way into being good at things that you weren't necessarily good at coming in. Some folks are saying that he's going as high as the third. I think with backs today, especially for a back that doesn't do any particular thing like exceptionally out of this world well, mm, I don't know about that, but I think that he's he's pretty safe in the fourth, fifth round range. I think that that's uh, a very good get 
I think he'd be a very good gift for almost any team uh, in that range. So that's just my opinion on on Bam Knight and, and what we could see out of him. I mean, I again, I think that any team that picks him up, you're getting better right away in many regards. But we'll we'll see. And the reality is, uh, Bam Knight is probably going to be the second Wolfpacker off the board. However, the next guy that we talk about would have a chance to supplant him. Would have a chance to uh, be that guy instead. But before we talk about that, I've got to talk to you all about Stat Hero. Stat Hero helps you take control back from those uh, pesky odds makers who always seem to have a, a just a ridiculous advantage over you. Well, Stat Hero helps you even the odds. I mean, March Madness is over, but you can take control back from those handicappers by making sure that you know what you're going into. Stat Hero gives you the advantage resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're up against. In addition to Pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. Go to sign up free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. Again, stathero.com slash locked on, promo code locked on. Terms and conditions do apply. So, with that being said, I was talking about the guy that could um, overtake. Bam Knight as the the potential second player drafted. And let me tell you why. I'm talking about uh, Emeka Amezi. Let me tell you why Emeka could possibly overtake. I'm not saying this is a guarantee. I'm not saying that this is a a thing that um, I am 100% sure about. But number one, wide receivers are, you know, they've they've been taken at much higher positions and they're, they're kind of seen as a premium in today's game, and Emeka Mezzi shows that he has steady hands. He has the ability to be a, a outside receiver that is going to be a red zone threat from day one, and he's he's been a pro's pro. Like there's, I think that there is some value to uh, being, you know, Nick Saban talks all the time about being an and guy and not a butt guy. Not to say that either one of the two guys before are butt guys, but and by let me explain that because I know hearing those out of context, you think it's something bad. When you talk about a player, you say, Oh, they can do this, they can do this, they're good at this on the field, they're good at this on the field, but off the field, or you know, but um in the community, this person is da da da. Again, with all three of the players I've mentioned so far, they're all and guys. There's they're not uh character issues or anything like that. So again, Emeka Amezi is the type of guy that he does good work. He goes about his work. He's gotten better. He's improved uh, year over year. Now, here's the most interesting thing. The, the downsides to Emeka on the field is he's not a very fast guy. He does not have uh, short-range explosiveness to where he doesn't have the ability to change direction uh, to where he creates a lot of separation on his routes. And that's a bit of a concern because – People look at a potential of another, and I hate to say this because 
he was a really great, great wolf packer. And I think that if he was healthy, he would have a much better shot at, at you know, uh, showing some great things in the league. Has the the potential to be another Kelvin Harmon. And this is no disrespect to Kelvin Harmon. This is no disrespect to the young man at all. Again, if he were healthy, I have no doubt that he would be producing at a, a fairly high level in the league. That has not worked out. And I'm not saying that Emeka Mezzi is setting himself up to get hurt or anything like that. What I am saying is um, it is hard to it is hard to imagine that you know players who struggle to get separation or whatever that case may be will go on to become really really good NFL wide receivers. That's you know that's tough for some folks, especially for folks who don't have uh, the type of speed to where every time they touch it, it's like hey, is this a house call waiting to happen? Or if they're even, they're leaving speed. And, and Emeka doesn't have those. What he does have, though, that I haven't mentioned yet, of course, very strong hands, ability to high point the ball, all that good stuff. He's also a guy that breaks a lot of tackles. He's a big body that breaks a lot of tackles, makes things go after the cat. So he could be. He really and truly could be. Um, he really and truly could sneak up before Bam Knight. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if he uh, doesn't go super high. I, I I would be surprised if he went undrafted. That would be a little bit of a surprise to me, but I expect him to go toward the back, um, toward the back end of of the draft. Here again, the draft you only need one team to fall in love with you. And is it possible that a team falls in love enough with uh, a Mecca to draft him in the fifth, fourth, maybe fourth, maybe a stretch, but fifth possibly? Yes, yes, absolutely. But is it also possible uh, that he could be an undrafted free agent? Yeah. Also, that's a very real possibility as well, all right? And so, um, Ricky Person. Ricky Person is uh, – Ricky Person Jr. is the next one. And Ricky Person Jr. is a guy that I it's, – it's tough. It's tough to say because he doesn't have uh, – he doesn't have a, a lot of – I'll tell you this. Ricky Person has a lot of good things about him. He's a powerful runner. He has good contact balance. He has pretty good vision. But with that being said, to not be a very, like a very, very big guy, if if contact balance and all that is is your thing, I mean, uh, I I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough sell. That's a really tough sell. But with that being said, um, the thing that could get him on a roster that could get him uh, a potential spot as an undrafted free agent or a spot in the the uh, seventh round of the draft is where Bam has question marks. He has answers more so, right? Like there was there was talks about um, you know Bam struggles in in pass blocking and all that. Not so much for Ricky. Not so much. And again, this is just what what uh, you would see if you read the scouting reports on him. Really good pass blocker, soft hands for any running back, but especially a guy that is um, a little bit more of a power runner, a little bit more of a one cut uh, power running guy. That's that's just the the reality there. He, I could see him making somebody's active roster. I'm gonna tell you, all the players I've mentioned so far, I could see some making somebody's active roster. Now, Vi Jones is the fifth and final player. This one would be a little bit tougher. Seeing him on somebody's um, active roster, a little bit tougher, only because Vi Jones doesn't have a ton of tape as far as 
like, hey, this is where he would be uh, useful at all, all spot. Like, it's it's a little tougher. It's a little tough. He hasn't shown a ton of ability as a pass rusher off the edge. He hasn't shown a ton of ability in, in stopping the run and all that. I mean, he's shown flashes of both, though. He's shown flashes of both. And he also did an absolutely phenomenal job of spying Malik Cunningham. And let me tell you why that could be valuable in possibly making somebody's active roster. The new wave of the NFL, quarterbacks can't be statues anymore. Back in the day, it did not matter how well a quarterback moved or did not move. And and honestly and truly, it was discouraged. It was actively discouraged to have scrambling quarterbacks who could move and do things with their legs if the play broke down. That's not the case in today's NFL anymore. It's just not. If you look around, I mean, every division, you have guys who are going to use their legs, who if if nobody's open, they're going to pull it down and make something happen. And not only guys like that, you have guys who arguably their legs are as much of, if not more of a threat than uh, their arm and their receiving core. So with that being said, what Vi Jones put on that tape against Louisville potentially made itself a lot of money. But when you snap back to reality and talk about um, what we saw to him this year again. There were some flashes, but there was not a ton of spectacular film to the point where you're like, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a guy. This is the dude that's that's going to get drafted right away. He's a guy that everybody's going to have on their boards. It just wasn't there. So we'll see. We'll see. But, again, I think all these guys have a shot to make rosters, have a shot to uh, make some active rosters. But at minimal – um practice squad i think that's i think that they they're all good enough to get that done i think that that's a situation where uh, i can say that all these guys will be at that level at at bare minimum so that's that's just what i'm telling you that's just what i'm seeing and that's what i'm betting on happening and if you're better go to betonline.net betonline is your number one source for all your sports betting info Find all the latest sports developments, including this weekend's Masters Championship odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So now, um, we're we're about to land this thing. But again, uh, just to go through where I think all these players... Um, will be going. I, I think that uh, I think that Big Ig doesn't last much past the the top five at absolute worst. Uh, Bam Knight he makes a team better right away on special teams. He is a guy that is um, I think in a a situation where he is um, expected to be a good running back to or a good relief to uh, a fairly a, a really really good starter. I think that he can come in and, and and flourish and thrive right away. Again, helping out on special teams and as somebody's back up off the bat and, and could grow into more. Ameka Amezi, he's a he's definitely a red zone threat right away. He's definitely a guy that he can go up, high point the ball. He can do some good things. I expect him to be drafted, but I wouldn't be surprised uh if if he doesn't. But again, this is a guy that he's the all time leader of receptions at NC State for a reason, and it's not just because he played here for 
uh, 12 years. No, I'm joking. But, yeah, it's, it's not just because he played here for quite some time. And then you've got Ricky Person Jr., a back that, again, everything the Bam is not great at, he is, but there's there's not a lot of – there's not a lot of uh, guys who are powerful runners that aren't very big in the NFL. So, you know, it, it's, it's, um, it's, I could see it. I could see uh, a situation where a guy like him that doesn't, again, he's another, he nor Ben possess like super breakaway speed, but he really doesn't possess the short area of quickness or burst that Bam does. So I could see him going undrafted, but I could see, uh, his blocking ability, his his pass catching ability, being a second grace, and Vi Jones, a guy who showed flashes, but not enough consistency to say, okay, we can put him in this role day one, and he'll be really good at it. But again, there are plenty of players in the NFL who didn't come in day one and dominated their their spot, who they grew into uh, being that. So that's possible for Vi Jones as well. But again, I, I think that him getting drafted is an uphill battle. Thank you all so very much for coming out. I appreciate you again. Our first ever episode that's going to be on Wolfpack. You know, I again, you all make this show possible with all that you do, with all your support and love. So keep it coming, Wolfpack Nation. I appreciate y'all. Peace and love. And as always, go Pack. You are locked on Wolfpack. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.